We're back on this Friday afternoon. It's time for the Illini Notebook, as we do every Friday here with Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and he's brought to us by Guido's Jupiter's Billy Baruz and Seven Saints. Illinois football tomorrow against the Golden Gophers, a 2.30 kick. Both teams, Brian, are 0-2. I don't think either team thought they would be in that place, especially Minnesota coming off an 11-2 season last year. And Illinois wanting to perform better. Now, COVID has interrupted a few things here for both teams. Well, it has. It's disrupted everything. So, I mean, who knows what records mean this year. I don't know if any is this going to be a very good gauge of where teams actually are. I don't know. Because, uh, you know, Illinois was scrambling last week with a fourth-string quarterback, as it turns out. And, uh, you know, it looks like he's going to be used again today or coming up tomorrow at Memorial Stadium. So, you know, I, I think that um, – Wow, it's just hard to read. And I don't know how Minnesota – you look at the last two games in this series, the team that's run the ball, and Illinois dominated on the ground two years ago in Champaign. Minnesota dominated on the ground last year, and both games were pretty lopsided. Minnesota blew out Maryland last year, and then they go to Maryland and lose. And they got down big, and then they went up big, and that game just got away. So it's really hard to tell uh, what to expect. I mean, both teams are 0-2. But in this year, is 0-2 really 0-2, or do we know, I guess is a good question. Exactly, and <laughs> there's question marks on both teams for their defense. For Minnesota, they graduated a lot of guys. They've got some guys playing in the NFL right now from their defense last year, and they're not really stopping anybody. Illinois, as we know well, too, is, is not stopping, especially the pass. Especially the pass, especially over the middle. That's been the biggest issue. I know teams... Uh, last week, Purdue, that's where they went immediately, was right over the middle, and they just kept doing it until Illinois kind of adjusted as the game went on and, of course, rallied and scrambled their way back into the game and you know turnovers and, and disappointing results in the red zone and disappointing results on third down all led to the final score. And uh, turnovers, obviously, a big difference. But, yeah, just that um, the pass defense has got to be better. And they've got a lot of experience back there, so they've got to figure out how to cut down passes over the middle and having them so wide open and I don't I don't pretend to know how to make that happen obviously they relied a lot on turnovers last year to get the ball back and give their offense a chance but right now the the offense and you know whatever it is whether it was the Wisconsin game or just the defense scored but Illinois is averaging 15 16 points a game and you're not going to win much no with that you've got to do so that they have to help each other out the defense has got to get off the field the offense has to control the clock a little better and not wear the defense down. The Golden Gophers were an extra point away from going to a second overtime with Maryland, but P.J. Fleck wasn't happy with how his team performed. But at the same time, he's used the phrase inexperienced, the, the term inexperienced, multiple times when it comes to his defense. Mm -hmm. But on the offensive side, you have a good quarterback in Tanner Morgan and an outstanding receiver in Rashad Bateman. Last week, you saw David Bell, who's probably going to be playing at the next level and Bateman almost was this year yeah probably would have had uh, everything been normal but he opted and came back obviously they don't have Tyler Johnson anymore who's in the NFL and Morgan is one of the more accurate throwers in the Big Ten he's put up some similar numbers to what the first two Illinois quarterbacks uh, opponents quarterbacks have done here in the first couple games so he's very accurate and they run the ball I mean uh, Ibrahim just they just run it and run it and run it he carried 41 times last week so they're going to have to stop that too. But but certainly uh, the offenses for both teams are really strong, I think. 
in the regard of in, in the, the weapons they have. Obviously, Morgan is more experienced than a Coran Taylor or Deuce Fan or Matt Robinson, but um, very similar in that way, and both have struggled defensively. And, they, and the Gophers are very young on defense. It's just interesting over time how they've changed a little bit. The Gophers have when uh, Jerry Kill was there. They were always really, really solid on defense. And right now they're struggling mm-hmm. on defense. Yeah, and, and, and P.J. Fleck, their head coach, has pointed to lack of practice and training over mm-hmm. the offseason. They just oh, haven't sure. done it as much. Some people will, you know, he kept saying that's not an excuse, and some people will uh-huh. say, well, that's an excuse. Others would say, yeah, hey, I get it. You know, this is like mm-hmm. you kind of said at the outset of this segment here, you know, what what's how do you evaluate anything this right. year? But of course, you want to win, and I think that would go a long way tomorrow to get a win to kind of lift everybody's mm-hmm. spirits tomorrow. Let's go into the notebook. It's brought to us by Guido's Jupiter's Billy Barus and Seven Saints. All right, Minnesota last year. You mentioned this, Scott. They won eleven games. They won their first nine games. Their first three games, they barely won. South Dakota State at Fresno State and against Georgia Southern, they won all of those within one score. As it turns out, they also won a close game at Purdue last year, 38-31. Then they started winning big. They beat Illinois. They beat Nebraska soundly. They won at Rutgers soundly, and they blew out Maryland and then beat Penn State. So they were on a roll after that. They kept it going. Uh, Got as high as number seven. They did beat Auburn in the Outback Bowl from the SEC, so that was a good score there. But Tanner Morgan, we mentioned him, 3,200 passing yards and 30 touchdowns last year. They had two receivers, both uh, Rashad Bateman and Tyler Johnson, with 1,200-plus yards and both first-team all-conference. But as we know, they lost at Iowa in a close game, and then Wisconsin beat them in Minneapolis, and that's why Wisconsin was uh, in the Big Ten title game and ultimately uh, the Rose Bowl. A couple of notes on Illinois. Uh, Karan Taylor, uh, the last time he played at Memorial Stadium before last week, had been as a quarterback at Peoria. He was a first-team all-stater four years ago. You know, I remember seeing – I was actually called a high school football game between Peoria and Central High here in Champaign, and it was like a 70-63 to 63 game because both teams would always onside kick, mm-hmm. and Karan Taylor just Karan Taylor just ran all over the place. He, he did. And he was a very good athlete. Had five combined, uh, combined touchdowns that day. Peoria that year averaged 57.5 points a game. Average. Yeah, it was a basketball team. I mean, team. It's, it's ridiculous. So, uh, anyway, those some notes on that. Minnesota, by the way, has won five of the last six in Champaign. And uh, they did not play a couple of stretches due to schedule back in 05-06 or 85-86. But overall, the series, uh, fairly close. But in Champaign, the Illini lead it by a couple. And uh, also, um, Purdue continued the home-winning streak for the opposition. This is where a couple of teams that you like to beat more regularly at home. Purdue's now won five straight at Memorial Stadium after last week. So that goes back a decade. So um, just kind of win those games over those kind of teams, and that's been some of the issue here lately. You're, you're going to face Ohio State. You're going to face Penn State. You're going to face Michigan. But, uh, you know, this this game tomorrow, I mean, it's very winnable. Let's get it done. Yeah, right? and, and if they get that win, you know, you go to Rutgers, which road trips are tricky in this mm-hmm. pandemic right now, but that would also be winnable. Right. Go to Nebraska after that. That would on Who paper knows? be winnable. Yeah. So you could bring, you know, start to lift everything up here a little bit. And as you know, a, a win in football just kind of erases a mm. lot and, and and makes things go away. One other stat, as you may well know now, if you uh, if you want to 
play on the offensive line, Brian, start the 5,000-calorie-a-day oh, diet for Alex, <laughs> like Alex Pilstrom did. He's been a nice story. Yeah, yeah great yeah. story. Got a scholarship this week. That was great. Chinese, Chinese food's the go-to. Oh, yeah. He said six pot stickers in an order, and I have to give one to the family. Then. Oh, boy. <laughs> I just can't imagine. I, I remember being that young one time but and being able to eat like that. Yeah. I mean, I ate my way through a lot of minor league baseball games. Yep. Put on a lot of weight in a short amount of time. And, uh, you know, from that, I think it was 150 when I started in minor league ball, you know, and it just ate my way through. <laughs> yep. And there's certain foods. There's no yeah. shutoff valve. That's right. Me, so. That's right. Oh, to be young again. That's right. Brian, enjoy the call tomorrow. We'll, we'll look forward to hearing okay. it. Okay. Thank you, sir. That's the Illini Notebook with Brian Barnhart and local news is in a moment.